the word of the Lord from Psalm 34, verses 1 through 2, verse 11, and antiphonally, Psalm 119, 46. I will speak of your testimonies before kings, O Lord, and shall not be put to shame. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Come, old children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the psalm reading that I just finished for you and serves as the basis of our theme for Reformation Day observed. We need reformation now. Sola gratia, sola fide, sola scriptura. The great cry of the Reformation, meaning it is grace alone that saves us. Receive through faith alone as derived from scripture alone. And we need that message more than ever before. On this date in 1517, Luther nailed the 95 Theses on the church door in Wittenberg concerning practices in the church that were not totally in line with scripture. He never intended to change the world. He simply wanted to have an academic discussion with his fellow students at the university to hash out some ideas through useful conversation. And the common practice of the day was to put such suggested discussions in thesis form for people to review and consider in the most public place in town, the church door. Their version of the internet access and media information site. So people went to church several times a week and could get all the latest news. And being a town of academia, the news usually related to that. We have lots of news today, but our news does not always lead to fruitful or even moderately useful discussion. Nowadays, the news often propagandizes cultural ideals and gives people verbal ammunition to hurl at one another like cluster bombs with the desire to uh, mobilize your political or cultural enemy rather than dialogue and find unity where there formerly was none, and camaraderie, where before there was only animosity. The sad reality is there is little grace anymore at the highest levels of our cultural development. Rather, there are efforts to furiously search the past accounts of everyone's living and make every effort to crucify everyone they can for their past indiscretion. One of my dear friends was chiding me years ago for having such an empty presence on Facebook. Now, most know that I post on Instagram and don't share that with my Facebook account, so my activity looks, in a word, uninhabited. But he brought a fresh perspective to my inactivity that I had not considered. Many will look at the inactivity as an attempt to wipe away past activity for whatever reason and consider it quite 
suspicious. Well, suspect away, I say. If you know me, you know me. Enough said. Thank God you're not looking to fire me. And thank God I'm not looking for another calling. That might work against me in this less than forgiving culture today. So we must recognize the real need for looking forward with forgiveness for one another rather than looking back where the devil wants us distracted every day. The church must cry again, sola gratia. And so we are, and so we will be to others. Do you have a past you're ashamed of? Christ has taken those sins to the cross and destroyed him in his body there. You no longer live in sin, but now live by his gracious act of love for you. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. It's not your own doing. It's a gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We need reformation now. Sole fides was the cry of the reformation as well. And we need faith alone more than ever before. We're losing faith in everything we ever believed in. It used to be you could trust the news with the certainty that if Walter Cronkite said, and that's the way it was, you could be certain it was. But now we have little faith in anything reported because the media has lost its faithfulness. Even large segments of public education, the American psychological and psychiatric community, and many churches have all been unfaithful in their endeavor to share the truth faithfully. We've lost our faith in them and thereby wonder what is worth having faith in anymore. Well, we can have faith in God, for he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. We can trust in God, the author and perfecter of our faith. He created the heavens and earth. He redeemed it by the precious blood of his son, Jesus, who documentably died and rose from the dead for our sins and assurance of eternal life. We have faith in the one who is faithful unto us in all things and has never failed us or forsaken us in anything. Finally, we have sola scriptura, scripture alone. Now, this one needs a reformation more than anything does. I mean, the rise of literature that is full of fooey is beyond our comprehension. Entire departments of foolish literature about gender ideology, sociology, and ethnic studies abound with new research that has no history or verifiability and rests secure in the sanctity of unaccountability, while proponents of said departments decry the Holy Scriptures as fairy tales at best and made up to be racist, misogynist, or intolerable at worst while nothing could be further from the truth. No work of man has united more races than the Bible under the banner of Christ. 
No religious work has elevated the status of women more than Christ and his willingness to engage women nobody would. For no work of literature has done more to free the bonds of those in bondage, lift those in poverty, and heal those who are sick. And no work of art, religion, or history has been more critically analyzed by its enemies and found faithful after doing so. Now, the Bible is an ancient book inspired by God through 40 different authors over 15 centuries. Many early church fathers gathered together in councils to affirm the true books of the Bible and codify them into a canon of 66 books we have to this day. These same fathers were disciples of the people who walked and talked with Jesus, who affirmed the Old Testament was true, and many of these same disciples were tortured to death for refusing to recant that they saw Jesus risen from the dead. Thanks to these men, the Bible is the most documented piece of ancient literature in history. By way of comparison, if you trust what Plato says, based on the literature that recounted it to be what he said, you would be trusting literature written 1,300 years after his death with about seven complete copies to study. Yet, no one doubts that he said it, with entire philosophy departments trusting these few copies. Homer is a little better with 600 copies written 500 years after his death. But the most challenged piece of work in ancient literature, the Holy Bible, has 24,000 documentable parchments, papyruses, and the like. And some of these New Testament copies can be attributed to as close as 30 years from whence the events they described occurred. If all we have is scripture alone, we have the best example of ancient Koine Greek the world has ever known. The professor of Greek that taught me Greek once told us an amazing story of how a scholarly colleague of his joined him for a conference in Europe on ancient Greek manuscripts. When they shared a car to go to the hotel, my professor threw his Greek New Testament in the back seat while his Colleague watched it bounce to the floor. So he asked, I thought you Christians considered that a sacred book. Jim replied, oh, we do, but not the pages and binding per se. We hold what it says sacred. By the way, if you're looking for a good example of ancient Koine Greek, that's it. His colleague was immediately intrigued and asked if he could borrow it for the evening to verify his claim, which, of course, Jim allowed. The colleague took it to his room, read the entire New Testament in Koine Greek in one night, and became a Christian. Scripture alone is indeed sufficient. This Reformation believes that what we have is what this world our families, and our friends need the most. They need reforming from attitudes of hatred and division to forgiving and graciousness. They need the faithfulness that comes from God rather than losing faith in all that has been faithless to them.
And they need these scriptures because so little written about the human condition can be trusted. They simply need a reformation right now. And God has blessed us to give it to them. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.